Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast that you're listening to right now, thank you so much, called Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. It is a daily podcast, 365 days a year, and each day we talk to an author about all of the things related to their career, their book, their life, and more in 30 minutes or less, because who has time? I am now an author myself, although I wasn't when I started this podcast, and you can get my new memoir, Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature, wherever books are sold starting July 1st, and my children's book, Princess Charming. You can learn more about me at zibbyowens.com, but really, you're here to learn more about the authors, and that is what we're going to do. Also, be sure to check out all the other podcasts in the Zcast Podcast Network. You can learn more at zcastnetwork.com. Com and definitely check out those shows as well. Joanna Margaret is the author of The Bequest. Joanna is an art historian whose previous writing and scholarly work has focused on Florentine aristocrats in 16th century France. She holds a PhD from the University of St. Andrews and an MFA from NYU, where Joyce Carol Oates served as her thesis advisor. You can also listen to Joyce Carol Oates on this podcast. The Bequest is her first novel. Welcome, Joanna. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss The Bequest. Thank you, Zibby. It's so great to be here. Such an honor to be on your podcast. Oh, thank you for saying that. Can you please tell listeners what your book is about? Sure. So it's about this young woman, American woman, Isabel Henley, who goes to Scotland to start a PhD in history, and she becomes embroiled in this 450-year-old mystery. 
You, I read a bunch of different interviews that you did about the inspiration for this book and from your own PhD in sort of 16th century history and Scotland and all this stuff, but say it better than I can regurgitate it. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. So I, uh, I have a PhD in 16th century history and I actually, I was doing some research in the Florentine archives and the Archivio di Stato and I discovered this 16th century woman's a coded letter and a key to reading her own code. And it had different letter and number combinations. And there were all these sort of, you know, like, you know, 656 meant betrayal or treason or, and all these sort of, you know, very loaded words. So uh, it was really, really cool. And I'd never seen anything like that before, but it sort of led me to wonder what kind of information you know, was out there in these archives that people didn't know about because it was in enciphered letters and, you know, what kind of information, you know, we might glean from historical documents that we don't even know are out there. So that was sort of the original seed for writing this, this story. And that's where I came up with the idea of this, this 450 year old mystery. Wow. That, that was, you know, could be revealed through Isabel's research uh, in the archives. And the mystery that she is dealing with has got eerie repercussions with her present story. Yes. Interesting. Well, I love that she even went over there with a friend who she can turn to, Rosa, and exactly. you know, have somebody. And turns out then, of course, this led to the whole plot unfolding. But even the idea of, of getting to a whole program and having like your advisor not be able to be there because they've just died. I mean, it's so eerie from the beginning, right? Exactly, <laughs> what do you do exactly. if something like that happens to you? So Exactly. I wanted to just like throw her right in there. And yeah. the first thing she discovers is her her advisor that she was so excited to work with has died under mysterious circumstances. So yeah. just throw her right into the the whole maelstrom of 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 deceit and uh you know trying to find out what what is what is behind all these strange goings on in St. Stephen's where she is yes. studying. Totally creepy. Now, you know, I've actually never been to Scotland, but... Um, <laughs> oh, you have to go. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Never anywhere in Scotland, Ireland, none of those. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you should go. Yeah. yeah. Bring your kids. It's I really... Should. Uh, yeah. It's beautiful. It's... Uh, well, if you need recommendations, let me know. Thank you. Okay. I lived there for three years, so... Wow. Wait, so how did you get into studying this period of time I know you went to high school in New York. Let's go back for two seconds and we'll like, oh, sure. trace your steps. And I want to figure out how you ended up with Joyce Carol Oates as your advisor and all of that. So, okay, go back to, you graduated high school from New, in New York and then what happened? I graduated high school in New York. I went to Columbia for undergrad, uh, so stayed in New York and studied. I was a French major uh, with a history minor. And I did study for my my junior year abroad in Paris, and that was the first time that I started working in the archives, and the sort of archival bug uh, bit me, and I was very, you know, I knew that I, I wanted to continue doing, you know, work as an archival historian. So I did my undergraduate thesis on Marie Antoinette's household, and I worked with a professor at the Sorbonne there, 
So that was, you know, and I did that, you know, in collaboration with one of my Columbia professors. So that was part A. And then I, and then I actually went back to, to grad school. And that was when I went, that's when I studied at St. Andrews and decided I wanted to do a master's in history and a PhD in history. And so was, the goal, actually, was the goal to teach? Like what was yeah, the goal? Yeah. Yeah. Teaching and writing, little combination. And, uh, you know, fascination with the period, doing research. And I've worked in Florence a couple of summers doing archival studies there and teaching a little bit there. And uh, so that was, I was always interested in that. And then I wanted to go back and really get into, I mean, I've always written, I've always loved books and I've always been writing stories and which I'm sure you understand from your own background. (laughs) So I ended up, you know, applying for uh, MFA programs and got into NYU. And so now I have this entire New York, uh, <laughs> I've, I've done all the New York school experiences, which has been amazing. And because I always knew I, I wanted to, you know, experience writing fiction as well as nonfiction. So, so I ended up doing the MFA program and I was, my first class was in Joyce Carol Oates's workshop. And yeah, it was just wonderful. I know she's been on the show a couple of times. She has. Yeah, she has. Oh, yeah. so great. Did you so read great. her yeah. latest book? Uh, yes, I, I'm reading it now. You're reading it. <laughs> very, very scary. I did. Weren't uh, you intimidated? I would be so intimidated to start school under like a total master. In a totally. Middle. Yes, very, very much. Very much. And, you know, I mean, I've been reading her since like sixth grade. So all yeah. of a sudden, <laughs> class but she was wonderful and she's really a great teacher and you know I mean I remember talking with someone and they were like sometimes they're great writers and sometimes they're great teachers that are not necessarily the same and I feel like she's both so I was really lucky to take that workshop with her and was just really felt very very grateful to have had that experience to work with her and learn from her amazing and I read that um you were targeting 200 or 300 pages and she told you to make your book like 600 pages? Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I remember going and she said, well, how long is this book going to be? And I said, I don't know, maybe like 350 pages. She said, no, no, no. This is, that's not, that's not, uh, she said, she said, once people sort of get involved with solving mysteries and wanting to know about these characters, she's like, they're going to want a longer book. So I did, I did expand it a lot and, you know, got sort of more into the intricacies of these mysteries going on. Wow. So tell me about the writing process of it and how you brought in all the research, but how you structured the narrative and how long it took to write. I know it was like eight years ago or something that you found the codes, like about eight years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was eight years ago, I found the code and then I started you know, drafting it and it's, it's gone, it's, it's undergone many different versions. So in different drafts, so it actually, well, it evolved a lot since it was my thesis at NYU. And then eventually, well, I, the first, the first version that I wrote actually Rose wasn't a character. She was just this sort of spectral figure. And I was doing kind of a Rebecca thing. Like she was this previous researcher that had studied this Italian family, the Falcone, and then she had disappeared. And we were trying to find out 
what happened to her and she sort of appears at the end. So spoiler alert. But then I, when I rewrote it, I was like, no, I want her to be a character in this. And I thought that, you know, it would give Isabel stronger motivation to sort of find out what happened, uh, solve some of these mysteries if it had to do with her close friend. So, so that was a big change yes. bringing her into the narrative. So, so, you know, and I talk about this with Joyce a lot too. You have to like know where you're going to know where you start. So I ended up, so that was a big thing. Like I rewrote the beginning once I had the new ending several times. So that was the last thing I did actually. So yeah. it's sort of interesting to write something in reverse and then to sort of write something, you know, I mean, the projects that I was working on for the MFA, I was doing some short stories. I wrote a novella and this was different to sort of fit into the confines of a specific genre and, you know, writing something that's sort of mystery suspense thriller, you can't sort of you know, reveal too much information in the beginning or at once, you sort of have to reveal it slowly over time. So that was like a big challenge for me, especially coming from academic writing where, you know, you have your, your thesis and then you have to prove different points. So it's like totally, you know, I had to start from scratch in terms of my process. Wow. So I think that was, that was a, a great <laughs> experience for me. <laughs> so working on the craft at the same time as, you know, having this very defined structure and specific structure. So that was definitely, you know, a challenge. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com covered. Wait, and tell me, somebody said something about giving you advice to read The Godfather. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that was when I was doing my PhD and this this professor at St. Andrews, Scottish history professor, said, if you want to learn about the 16th century, you should watch the first Godfather film, read the first Godfather book. And did you? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and that, you know, this whole like system with clients and sort of, you know, I mean, it sort of mimics the the court system in in the early modern period. So 
that was definitely uh, educational, but it's true. Like, you know, and all the sort of things going on behind the scenes and all these manipulations were very relevant to both the historical world and also the world of fiction. So I wanted those two, I mean, I wanted the historical documents and the history that's unfolding in the historical period to be mimicked by what is going on in the contemporary storyline. This makes me think I got a um, this beautiful copy of an anniversary edition of The Godfather this year. And it's Ooh, so cool. right. yeah, it's beautiful. Um, and now I'm wondering where I put it because I really should have included it in this gift guide I just put together. Um, but it's beautiful and, and it has this great cover. But then when you take the cover off underneath, which I always like to like peek under the flaps, on the front is the the, the horse head or maybe it was the back. Oh, the back wow. on the front. And the other one is like related. I don't know. It's <laughs> very cool. It's very, very cool. That's amazing. I want to see that. That's yeah. so cool. Where... I don't even know where I put them. But anyway, yeah. So, and I recently watched, I don't know if you've seen it. There was a whole thing, a whole mini series, I guess, or limited series about the making of The Godfather with the guy who starred in the new Top Gun movie. Oh, I heard this. It's like the kid. Yes, uh, yes. Kid, right? I'm sorry. My brain is not working today. It was so good. It's so uh, good, right? I want to watch that. You have to watch it. It's yeah. amazing. And even if you don't like The Godfather, you will still love it because it's just like what it means to be a producer and how hard it was to get that movie made and wow. all these like Hollywood, old school Hollywood moments. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah my, totally we were just in LA and my husband went to this exhibition and it was like a exhibition all in the making of The Godfather also. And they have the horse's head exhibit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you saw it, but I heard that you're opening a new bookstore in LA. That's so exciting. Congratulations. I am. I am opening a bookstore in LA. I am so excited. Monica, yes. That's amazing. Yeah. When is it going to yeah. open? 2023. Wow. Date TBD. Depends on the renovations, but uh, wow. we've ordered the flooring and a lot of the other materials and yeah. I'm very excited. That's so cool. That's so exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. I can't wait to visit next time I'm in LA. I hope it'll be open by February, March. That's Wow. Okay. Goal. Yeah. That's my sure. goal. Yeah. It's like been a lifelong dream. So I mean, like so many book lovers, but, Absolutely. and you know, the funny part is like, you know, it's not like it's so hard to buy books. Do you know what I mean? Like we don't need a bookstore to buy books. There's something else, which I feel like, has never been more obvious to me than since making this announcement. You know, like we can all go online and buy a book in two seconds. It has nothing to do with that. It's it's much more about the connections and community and like what it means to be inside of a bookstore and surrounded by books and all of that other stuff is what's much more important and appealing. You're absolutely right. No, and that's also like, that's why I loved working with uh, Mysterious Press and having this like bricks and mortar, like bookstore in downtown Manhattan, which is so amazing. I'm sure you've been. And I actually have not been. I have oh, to. Oh, you have to go. We I should know. go together. Let me know if you're, yeah, if you're yeah, downtown. Yeah. That would be really fun. And it's fun. just, you know, that was, that's so great. This whole like tradition of, editors and writers having, you know, an actual bookstore too. So you must be, uh, I'll go, we'll have to go as a, yeah. it'll be a competitive analysis so I can make it like, a, feel like a work trip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Research trip. Absolutely. Research trip. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very important. Yeah. I love, I love that tradition, the sort of press and, and bookstore combination. 
it's just, it's just amazing. And yeah. And let me know when you want to go. Okay. Amazing. They're actually, I don't know, maybe you've already been roped into this, but there's in April, there's going to be a mystery and crime writers festival slash retreat. I think more like a festival in the Hamptons that the town of East Hampton is organizing. And oh, cool. Assembling like speakers and, and all that. But I feel like you would be perfect. I would love that. That yeah. would be amazing. Yes. I, totally. I to myself alley. a note to put you in touch with the organizer. But that sounded so fun. This isn't yes. really my genre. It, you know, we don't publish this. And I, you know, but it just seems like so, so cool. So. So cool. That yeah. sounds great. It's like a trip to a graveyard. And <laughs> Ooh, okay. Oh, and, sign me up. I know. <laughs> Okay, I will do that. Uh, what kind of books do you like to read? I am just a, I'm omnivorous as a reader and just everything. I mean, I, you know, any genre, I mean, for the MFA, obviously focused on a lot of literary fiction that I, and before that, you know, a lot of long history books written by French academics. <laughs> and now I'm reading some books uh, written by some some of my colleagues. So other other mysterious press and Scarlet writers. So Jamie Lynn Hendricks, Debbie Babbitt, Mandy McHugh all have books that came out this past year. So I'm reading all of their books, uh, which are great. And like I said, uh, Joyce's uh, Joyce's latest uh, babysitter. Yes. I've been doing a deep dive into that. And, you know, I mean, as I write, as I prepare my next book, I sort of like to stick with the specific genre that I'm writing in. So for reading as well. So sort of keeping it in the mystery, thriller, suspense world for now. What, uh, wait, what is your next book? So I'm doing another sort of dark academia that is is taking shape now, but it's set in the States, not in not in Europe this time. So that's a big, but again, sort of this historical element that that resonates with uh, with the present contemporary storyline. I feel like you should do something with Trinity Church downtown. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love that place. Right? It's, it feels yeah. like very spooky. Like what are the stories there? Lots of ghosts lurking. Yes, it is. There is something very spooky about it. You always like you walk down, you know, any random street in New York and there we forget like there's so much history, so many interesting yeah. uh, things. I mean, I've lived here my whole life and I, I'm sure you feel like this too. And I still like discover stuff like that. Like just all of a sudden, you know, some, some corner of New York that has all this history that I don't even know about. So it's yeah. a constant uh, process of discovery, yep, which is nice. way. <laughs> <laughs> my husband's Danish. And sometimes he'll be like, Oh, you know, I just took this long walk and I found this new cemetery that I didn't even know about in New York. And I'm like, wait, what cemetery? And <laughs> that's like amazing. Also, uh, having that, uh, you know, sort of seeing New York through a, you know, non-native New Yorker's eyes. Yeah. My, uh, my in-laws, my husband's dad and his wife, Miriam, she's from Holland and, and they, they're doing the same thing. They're going to all these cool places and discovering with fresh eyes and yeah. uh, so excited. And they keep telling me about all these societies and buildings. <laughs> and I'm like, really? You know, here I am just like stuck in my neighborhood, but yeah. Isn't that so cool though? Right. Yeah. And you like, you know, I mean, you're also a New Yorker and uh, yeah. getting to all of a sudden discover all these new things. It's I know. It's true. Uh, refreshing. It is refreshing. Okay. Well, Joanna, thank you so much. Thank you for coming on to discuss. Oh, did 
to the bequest. I feel like I should, I, I can, I'm holding up my hands underneath oh, the hands, holding a so book. Much, like this. this is so, such an honor to be on your show and so nice to finally meet you. You too. And I'm so glad to know you're in New York. So when I have more events and bring all that back, um, I'd love to get together. and all that, that would be great. That would be really, really nice. Where is the bookstore we were talking about going? Uh, it is in Tribeca. Okay. Uh, I can, I'll send okay, you Tribeca. All. That's all I need to know. Okay. Let me think about when I can get down there and uh, let's do it. Okay. This is, this is great. All right. We'll do a little research okay. trip together. Okay. That sounds amazing. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thank all right. you so much. Thanks Sabine. a lot. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of moms don't have time to read books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 